Blog Talk Radio. Okay, praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. I want to thank everybody who's been listening to me. I just got through doing a master Satanist. That's the highest ranking Satanist uh, that you can be in the Satanic Church. And this is why my um, blog talk just went off. Demons really like to use people's emotions, and they like to prowl on your feelings, your mind, your fleshly thinking, anything human they feed off of. And I have been doing a deliverance since 8 o'clock this morning. The master Satanist was defeated by the Lord Jesus of Nazareth. This Satanist has 66 million demons in him. He can take his eyes and lift up objects. A master Satanist can look into your fleshly mind and see what you're thinking. You have to have a mind of Christ and you're dealing with this. This stuff is very serious. Very few people, and I'm just an ordinary man, so I ain't trying to get no praise reports here. Look up to me. Look up there. Jesus, don't look at me. I'm a humble man trying to get to heaven. I'm just telling you, this stuff is real. I'll be back in Jamaica in three more weeks. I'm going back back with my fiance in Jamaica. And let me give you evangelist Janice Taylor. So Taylor, my fiance is calling me. You got the mic. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live um, from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our web address is www.wallsoffiredeliveranceinmyn.com. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105-4123. You can um, bless this ministry if you are being blessed and the Spirit of the Lord leads you to do so. You can sow into this ministry. This is good ground. And you are welcome to sow by reaching us at PayPal at JET245 at MSN.com. If you are in need of prayer, call us. Call us. The number here is 336-830-0601. Zero one. I want to say that again because the number has changed. Um, the new number, we have a new phone number. It is 336-830-001. Also, you can send Zell by Zell anything that you want to bless this ministry with. You can send it by PayPal or Zell using this email address, jet245 at msn.com. And with that, we are going to get started on tonight's message. Glory be to God. I'm going to blow this shofar and welcome everyone into the room. Glory be to God. You are welcome into this meeting tonight. Glory be to God. So let me blow the show far. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. We have sounded the alarm, blowing the trumpet in Zion to wake up the sleeping church, to wake up the mighty men of God. The church needs to arise and shine and be about our Father's business. God wants to get the glory out of his people's life. So come and go with me tonight to the book of John, glory be to God, chapter 10, verses 7 through 14. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The book of John, chapter 7 through, I mean, chapter 10, verses 7 through 14. And I'd like to read that for you tonight. And this is what it says. Then Jesus said unto them, again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. Ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not coming, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Glory be to God in the highest. Tonight, I want to talk to you from the topic of the good shepherd. The good shepherd. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, and we praise you for this opportunity to stand before your people tonight to break the bread of life. This is your word. You have given it unto me that I might share it with your people. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this broadcast tonight. We want you to come in and have your way. Give your people ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Hallelujah. Open their eyes, God, that they might see. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee. O God, my strength and my redeemer, bless these your people that are listening under the sound of my voice tonight. Let this word bring new life into their lives. Hallelujah. Call someone to know that you are 
the good shepherd, and you love your sheep. This we ask in Jesus' name, and we pray this prayer with thanksgiving. Amen. To the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, we want to get started with tonight's message. You know, I bought a picture one time many years ago, and uh, it's a picture of a shepherd with three sheep. There are two big sheep that are walking beside the shepherd. I would say mature sheep. But then there is a little sheep, a little lamb, that's being carried in the shepherd's arms. And I remember as a child seeing this picture on uh, the back of the paper fans that were in the church. And um, I never knew what this picture represented. And then one day, the Lord just gave me a revelation on it about the shepherd, the little sheep that he was carrying, and the two mature sheep that were walking beside him. And I want to share it with you tonight. So the shepherd is carrying a little lamb. And what I had never noticed was why the little lamb's leg looks so awkward in the picture. And I found out that it was because the little lamb's leg was broken. And the shepherd carried this little lamb in his arms. I also learned that the reason the lamb's leg was broken is because this little lamb was a playful little lamb. He was young and he was foolish and he would run off from the flock and sometimes end up in danger because there's a wolf out there and the wolf is waiting. He's a patient fellow. He's waiting to catch one of those little lambs by off by himself. And so the shepherd broke the little lamb's leg so that this little lamb could not run off from the flock anymore. Now, the other two sheep that are beside this shepherd are mature now. And they stay close to the shepherd. They don't leave his side. But this little lamb who has not had a whole lot of experience with life runs and frolics and plays and sometimes gets too far away from the shepherd. And he's in danger. He puts himself in danger. Because the wolf is waiting for the opportunity to pounce on this little sheep. And the Bible tells us that cometh not 
but to steal, kill, and destroy. This war represents the devil, and he wants to devour any sheep that gets too far away from the shepherd. So tonight's lesson, we're dealing with this because Jesus began by saying, I am the door of the sheep. No man can come to the Father but by the Son. Now, there are countless religions in this world, and they all claim that they are serving God, but they are not all serving the God of the Bible. Some are serving Allah. He is not the God of the Bible. Some are serving, uh, listening to the teachings of Muhammad. He is not the God of the Bible. The Bible tells us in John 3 and 16 who the God of the Bible is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You see, Allah, those that are serving Allah, they have to give their life for him. But those who of us who are serving the Lord, we already know that God gave his only begotten son for us. So we don't have to give our life for God because he is the gift. He is the giver of the gift. Jesus is the gift that he gave so that whosoever, I like that word whosoever, whosoever, believeth in him, shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You see, because I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and I believe that he came in the flesh, and I believe that he was crucified, and that he rose, he, he was buried, and rose on the third day, and that he got up out of the grave, and he was resurrected, and he is now ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father. Because I believe that, therefore I receive salvation by faith. So I am a whosoever. I could put my name in there. You can put your name in there. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm so glad that it wasn't just a certain group of people, whosoever believeth in him, shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So Jesus is making this thing plain. He says, I am the door of the sheep. You cannot get to God through any other way. You can't get to God through good behavior, uh, being a good citizen, uh, being a good person. So many people say, oh, I'm a good person. There is none good. For the Bible says in Romans, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there's none righteous. 
Glory be to God. None but the righteous Lamb of God. And we who believe in him have been made righteous through his shed blood. Glory be to God. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. You see, there are so many people today that claim to be Christians, be so-called Christians. They are prostituting God's people. They are pimping the people of God. They are merchandising God's people. They're telling them money cometh, and they're telling them uh, 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 your breakthrough is on the way, and they're telling them God's got a blessing with your name on it, but you got to send me $200 to get that blessing. The devil is a liar. Those are thieves and robbers, and yet they stand in, 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 in churches and they preach this garbage, this prosperity doctrine that is not the gospel. It is a false gospel. And they're preaching a false Jesus. Nowhere in the scripture will you ever find where God sent a prophet with a word to deliver but the person who the prophecy was to had to pay money to get it. You won't find that in Scripture. But these crooks are taking advantage of God's people by telling you if you sow a seed, all your bills will be paid. If you sow a seed, I see a tall, dark man. You're going you're gonna, to uh, you're gonna be happy all the days of your life. That's witchcraft. I just want to make it plain. That's witchcraft. They're telling people their addresses and their phone numbers. Uh, whose number is this? It's 219-725-3366. You see, first of all, you have to consider where is that coming from? What, what camp is that? Uh, the apostles talked about it last night. There are two kingdoms. If that's not coming from the kingdom of God, then it's coming from the kingdom of darkness. Now, if we look at Acts chapter 16, there was a young girl in Acts chapter 16 that was a fortune teller. See, that's divination. That's the spirit of divination. So what she was doing was going around telling people um, their fortune for money. And the Bible says she made her masters much gain. Glory be to God. So she operated in the spirit of divination for money. Glory be to God. And what happened is she came across the apostle Paul, and she kept following behind Paul, saying these men are the great men of God. Now, she was telling the truth. But Paul knew what spirit she was operating in. That's why you got to have discernment today. You got to pray for discernment. You cannot believe everything that somebody says. The Bible says try the spirit by the spirit to see whether it be of God. So Paul got tired of her, and he cast that spirit.
spirit out of her. He rebuked her and cast that spirit out of her. And when he did, she was no longer able to divine and make money for her masters. So the town got angry with Paul. Oh, yeah. They'll get angry when you cut off their money. When you start exposing them and start calling them out for the liars that they are, they will get angry because you mess them with their money. And so Jesus does not operate that way. And I don't know when the saints of God are going to start reading their Bible to find this out because he is the good shepherd. He never charged anybody any money to heal them, to lay hands on them, or to even speak a word over them. He never charged anybody money for that. He never told his disciples to do that. When Peter and John were going in the temple in Acts chapter 3, Peter looked at the man and he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible said the man got up walking, and then he was leaping and dancing. He didn't charge that man any money for that. I don't know where this foolishness is, it has come. The uh, uh, Galatians says, who have bewitched you? Who have bewitched you and made you to think that someone has the authority to charge you money to give you a word from God. Where is that at in the scriptures? The scriptures say, search the scriptures to see if these things are true. If this stuff is true. If you can't find it in the scripture, then that's a good uh, 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 indication that it's not true. All right, so let's go. He says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep, those who belong to God, did not hear them. He says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. So the door to salvation is Jesus Christ. There is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. But in the name of Jesus, glory be to God. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Let's look at verse 10. He says, now, in verse 8, he said, all whoever came before him were thieves and robbers. But in verse 10, he says, but the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. They come to steal your joy, your peace, your money. They come to steal. The things cometh but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. When the shepherd picked up that little lamb, and carries him in his arms is to protect him from the thief. And the thief is the devil. His name is Satan or Lucifer. He says the thief comes. So for all these people 
that are following these false gods and this false Jesus, that's the thief. And that's why the thief is robbing people of their money, robbing people of their joy, robbing people of their health, robbing people of their peace. Because that's what he came to do. And in the end, he's going to steal, kill, and his ultimate goal is to destroy them. When he gets done with them, he will destroy them. But Jesus said, but I am come that they might have life. Life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. My word is spirit and life. Glory be to God. He said, life is in the blood. Glory be to God. Everything about Jesus is life. Everything about Satan is death and destruction. And he says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Glory be to God. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Muhammad didn't give his life for the sheep. Muhammad didn't give his life for the sheep. Allah didn't give his life for the sheep. He got his people giving their life for him. For him. They believe that if they uh, give their life, these men believe that they will get seven virgins in paradise. This is what they teach them. This is how they get them to, uh, they brainwash them into uh, 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 driving planes and, and stuff like that into buildings, committing suicide. They teach them that, that they will get seven virgins in paradise. Now, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What you going to need with seven virgins in paradise? But this is what they teach them. This is how they brainwash into committing these heinous acts to um, destroy people. Yeah, they kill people, and then they com commit suicide in the process. So this is how they train them. And they brainwash them. Some of you don't get seven virgins. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Let's look at verse 12. But he that is a hireling, woo, and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and flee, and the wolf catches them, and scattereth them. But the good shepherd, he loves the sheep so much. This little lamb that keeps running off, this little lamb that does not yet know how Satan operates, he does not know the deception, he does not know of the trickery, he does not know the wiles and the devices of the enemy who keeps running off, getting too close to the edge, getting uh, 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 away from the protection and safety of the shepherd because he loves this little sheep so much. He will break that sheep's leg and carry him to protect him. I know what I'm talking about. Glory be to God. I know what I'm talking about. I experienced this. 
You see, I kept running off before I committed my life to Christ. I kept running off. I would come around the fire just a little bit, and then I would run off back to the crack houses, back to the dope dens, back to all my lovers. I kept running off because I thought the world had something to offer me. I thought that uh, uh, all that glitters was gold. I thought that uh, 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 if I could just get this uh, gal, I, I would be all right. If I could just get this, I would be okay. If I could, if I could just get it right, I would be okay. And everything that I put my hands to, it was fool's gold. It was fool's gold. It was fool's gold. It was not the real deal. Glory be to God. It kept uh, eluding me. Glory be to God. When I thought I found happiness, it would leave me. Glory be to God. You see, God never even promised us happiness. He promised us joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory be to God. So the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But let's look at this hireling. The hireling is not the good shepherd, and the sheep are not his. Glory be to God. There are a lot of hirelings, a lot of hirelings in the pulpit today. Yes. And when they see the wolf coming, they leave the sheep. They get on their jet airplane, and they fly away, and they leave the sheep. Glory be to God. That's what they did when COVID-19 struck. Glory be to God. They left the sheep, and the sheep, the flock was scattered, and the wolf came in and began to devour God's people because they had no shepherd. Glory be to God. I'm told one man, and I won't even call his name, he went around on his plane. He got his plane and would fly to various cities where his flock was scattered to collect the tithes. Yeah, he, 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 went, he went around to collect the tithes. When Hurricane Katrina came and the people were scattered around, they, they were able to get some FEMA funds to the people. And when they began to get the FEMA money, once that FEMA money was released, that's when these hirelings got on their jet airplanes, their private planes, and flew to where the sheep were scattered to collect the tithes. But the hirelings had already flown the coop. They had already fled to their mansions, and they shut down their churches. And when COVID-19 came, they shut down the churches. My God, my God. They shut down the churches, but the liquor stores could remain open. The government said the people needed the liquor, but they didn't need the Lord. They shut down the churches, and then several churches who had just shut themselves down, really, they allowed the government to come to them and tell them, uh, we'd like to use your church as a site for vaccination. So many of the churches became vaccination sites. Now, now let's look at how absurd that is. 
that you cannot have more than 50 people in a certain location in a church, but yet you can, we can use your church as a vaccination site. So the same people that could not come in the house of God to worship him can now come in here to take a vaccine. My God, my God. And the people fell for it because, because they paid them money. The pastors accepted money to allow their churches to become vaccination sites. This is the hireling I'm talking about. He seeth the wolf coming. The sheep are not his, so he doesn't care for the sheep. And he leaves the sheep and he flees. They got on jet airplanes and flew to various locations where they thought they could get away from being contaminated with COVID-19. And they left their flock. They left them. Why? Because they were hirelings. They were hirelings. They were not sent by God. They were hired by the very people. As a matter of fact, the very people that they left were the ones that had hired them. This is what the hireling will do. Leave the sheep and flee, and the wolf catch them and scatter the sheep. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. He was not sent by God because a pastor that is sent by God will stay with his flock. Ask me how I know. Because David, David was a little shepherd boy. And the Bible says that a bear came and snatched one of his sheep. And David took that sheep out of the mouth of the lion. He fought the lion and the bear, and he rescued his sheep. He had the heart of a shepherd. This is why the scripture says, I will give you pastors after my own heart. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that today. They're few and far between. Pastors that love their sheep, love their flock, and will go and see about them, will rescue them, will make sure that when they lay down to sleep at at night, that they have food to eat. Hallelujah. Will feed the flock the word of God and not prostitute or merchandise the flock. This is what the good shepherd, the good shepherd, he feeds his sheep. The hireling will fatten himself but not feed the flock. The hireling flees because he is a hireling. That's why he runs. That's why he gets out of Dallas, because he's a hireling. He's just doing what a hireling should do. In other words, it's like a snake. A snake is going to do what a snake is going to do. It's no point you telling a snake not to bite you, because that's his nature. It's no point you telling a dog not to bark, because that's his nature. And it's no point you telling a hireling not to flee because that's his nature. But Jesus said, the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. 
And then in verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Glory be to God in the highest. Over in verse 17, he said, I laid down my life for my sheep. No man take it from me. I lay it down. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25. Glory be to God. I'm still talking about the good shepherd tonight. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 25, and this is what it says. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. You see, the good shepherd, he's the bishop of your soul. He cares for you. He's concerned about you. He's not going to flee just because the wolf comes. As a matter of fact, he will fight for you. Glory be to God. And if need be, the good shepherd will die for you. He will lay down his life for you. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. So the good shepherd doesn't just break this little lamb's leg, but he also carries him. Glory be to God in the highest. You see, that's what God did for me. When I was a wayward little sheep, a foolish little wayward sheep, and kept running off from the flock and kept running off from the ark of safety and kept running off from under the umbrella of God's protection, God allowed my leg to be broken. And it was then that he carried me because he knew if I don't break this woman's leg, She's going to run off, and the, the wolf is going to eventually devour her. So he allowed something to happen that broke me. Glory be to God. But it was when I was broken, he didn't abandon me. He carried me, and I've got to give him praise. I've got to give him praise. I've got to give him praise. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. You see, the devil is the wolf. He is the devourer. He is the one who will destroy the young and foolish lamb. He is the one that the good shepherd will lay down his life for. The lamb, that little young and foolish lamb, is the one. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he carries that little lamb until he matures enough to learn the word. He gets some word in him. He gets some strength in him and gets get satin on the word of God, and he becomes mature. That is why the two mature sheep are very close to the shepherd. They know not to leave the shepherd's side. Glory be to God. After 29 years, 
of walking with the Lord, after 29 years of hearing God's voice, after 29 years of sitting up under the word of God, I know to stay in the ark of safety. I know not to leave his side. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. You see, shepherds are depicted in the scriptures as spiritual leaders. God always used things the people could understand. He always used uh, analogies that the people could understand. And so many of them, this was an agricultural society, and so many of them had flocks, and, and this is how they made their livelihood. And so they understood this parable. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. They understood his teaching when he talked about the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. Glory be to God. So shepherds are are, are depicted in the scripture as spiritual leaders. Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. Glory be to God. Peter had trained under Jesus for three and a half years, and now it was time for him to go and do what he'd been taught. That's John 21, verses 15 through 17. But not everyone meets these qualifications. Some are highly. Scripture describes them and tells us exactly what they will do. When the wolf cometh, the hireling will flee. Glory be to God. And why is because he's a hireling? Glory be to God. Some of these people, they're highly educated. They're religious. They're pious. They're philosophical, they're intellectual, they have all of this, but they have a form of godliness and no power. They are not spirit-filled. I I never forget I went to a church one time when I was still strung out on crack. A group of my friends, they apprehended me one night. They said, Jan, you going to church with us. And I surrendered. I told them, sure, I'll go with them. And the church that they took me to, the pastor was preaching, and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. He was so philosophical. He was so deep. He was so intellectual. And I kept asking them, what is he saying? What scripture is he reading? I couldn't understand nothing he was saying. And do you know, I went to church that night hoping that I might hear the word and be convicted of my sins and get saved. But when I left that church that night, I said, I'm going to get high because there was no power in that church, none whatsoever. I was disappointed. I thought the man was going to preach. He did not preach. He did not, he did not bring the word of God. I couldn't understand. It was like he was speaking a foreign language. I couldn't understand nothing he kept saying. I kept asking the people that I was with, where is he reading in the Bible? Because I had a Bible with me, and and they could never show me where he was reading in the Bible. He he was just too he was too deep. Oh, he was he was he was so deep that it was pathetic. It was pathetic. I was so 
disappointed when I left that church. I went to the liquor house and got high. I was just totally disappointed. Now, I don't recommend you doing that. Tell me what I did. He had no power. He didn't even have discernment. He didn't even know there's a sinner in here tonight that wants to be saved. He didn't preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. He didn't preach the cross. He didn't preach on the blood. He didn't preach on the power in Jesus' name. He didn't preach at all. He was talking. Now, I can't tell you to this day what he was talking about, but it wasn't salvation in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. He was ritualistic. And uh, he seemed uh, 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 like he had delusions of grandeur. He was steeped in the traditions of men. Hallelujah. Preachers preaching this false gospel of prosperity, false prophets, liars, prideful, full of pride. They are robbers and thieves, and they love preeminence. They love to be seen of men. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 34. Oh, glory. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 34 where the Lord talks about this. These shepherds. Let's go to uh, Ezekiel chapter 34. I'm going to start at the first verse. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds. Now, these are not good shepherds. He's prophesying against them. Glory be to God. He said, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? It amazes me how these liars went around preaching money cometh and nobody got rich but them. They absconded with all the people's money. They are greedy preachers, and they tell great swelling lies to get the people's money. I even seen one, he got up, Matter of fact, it was two of them. They danced on top of the people's money. They danced on the money. They were so happy to see the people. They had them in such a frenzy that they were running to the altar, giving the money, laying it down, and the two men got up and danced on the money. He said, ye eat the fat, and ye clothe you with the wool, and ye kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The flock are the sheep. These are God's people. He said, the disease have ye not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick. In other words, they ain't making no altar call, ain't having no healing service, can't lay hands on the sick, can't cast out a demon. They're not interested in that. And after they get through preaching, you know what they do. They have these armor bearers and this big old entourage to come and escort them out of the sanctuary. These, these uh, people have armed guards protecting them. Now, if you're preaching this gospel and you're preaching the truth, why do you need an armed guard? What, 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 
what what is going on? Why do you need to be escorted out of the sanctuary by men who have guns to protect you? What what's going on? You must be doing something crooked. That's what they're doing now. It's all a big show. It's all for a big show. He says the disease have ye not strengthened. You see, if you preach the gospel, the disease, the sin sick, they will be strengthened. Glory be to God. They will be encouraged. They will be compelled. Their heart to Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, hallelujah, the one who died for them, who came to save them and set them free. He said, neither have you healed that which was sick. You ain't laid hands on nobody because you can't lay hands on nobody because you have no anointing and no power. He said, neither have you bound up that which was broken. You ain't cast no unclean spirit out of nobody. In other words, the people came one way and they went home the same way. The only thing you did was get them emotional. He said, you neither have you brought again that which was driven away. The shepherds won't even go and look for the flock. When they backslide, when they leave the church, when you haven't seen them in a couple of weeks, they don't even go look for them, and they don't send nobody to go look for them. Not concerned. Not concerned about the sheep. Not even concerned. The only time they get concerned is when that money drop off. Now, when that money starts dwindling down, then they get concerned. Oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, he, he, he's back smoking crap. Oh, where? Oh, 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 she's shacking up with her boyfriend. Oh, where's the? Oh, oh, now you're concerned. Because they were good time payers. Now you miss them. He said, you have not brought again that which was driven away. When people leave your church, you ought to be concerned. You ought to pick up the phone and call to see what's going on. What happened? What, what, what is it? You, you, you ought to be concerned. You ought to be concerned. You, you need to find out if they're sick. You need to find out if they need something. You need to find out if they were offended. If, did something happen? Especially if you care, if you care for the flock. But they don't care. These are hirelings. And this is why Jesus is bringing this indictment against them. He said, neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. I've seen a, a pastor stand up in the, in the pulpit and told the people, bring me my money. And they got up and they flocked to that altar to take him that money. And he was a homosexual. Yeah, he was a homosexual. And they carried to they carried it to him because he said, Bring me my money. I said, Not today, devil. Not today. Not today. And they were scattered with force and with cruelty. Have you ruled them? And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. There's a lot of saved people. 
out in the street. They have been church hurt, and they say they ain't coming back. And ain't nobody even lift a finger to find out why they're going. You don't care. These pastors, these shepherds don't care. Hallelujah. And he says, and there is no shepherd. And listen at this. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field. You know who the beasts of the field are? These false prophets. You turn them over to these false prophets. I, I know a pastor, he released a false prophet on his church. And let me tell you something. The man, he claimed to be an investor. He claimed to be an investor, a broker, and he claimed that he could get them uh, uh, an outrageous return on their money. So let me tell you how he operated. I'm going to teach you something tonight. He operated uh, in, in, in uh, craftiness. He operated in the spirit of deception and craftiness. What he did was he got the pastor to invest with him. So he got the pastor to invest, and the pastor, he gave the pastor a huge return on his money. And then the pastor turned the flock over to him. Now, so the man was smart. He knew if he got the pastor's money, he couldn't go any further. So he couldn't cheat the pastor. He had to win the pastor over by getting him a large return on his money. It was the spirit of greed operating in that church. All right? So what happened was he, he got a huge return for the pastor, and then the pastor said, uh, uh, well, you, you can make a presentation in the church. And he did. And the man got several of the members to invest. Now, nobody even checked to see where this brother had come from. Nobody even checked to see if he, had, if he really had a brokerage license. Come to find out, man didn't even have a brokerage license. When they knew anything, the brother had absconded with all their money, and they were on the 6 o'clock news. The people were crying. One lady, she gave $20,000. She said that was her retirement money. That was all she had. And they called it the Millionaire's Club at the church. That guy got away all those people's money. The only person that didn't get got was the pastor because he needed, he needed the pastor to get to the flock. So the pastor didn't even protect his flock from this wolf. And all those people lost their money, all of them, except the pastor. He said, they became meat to all the beasts of the field, all these false prophets that they let in their churches and turn them loose on their people, proper line in the name of the Lord, and telling the people, give me $5,000, give me $10,000, give me this, give me that, and all your bills going to be paid, all your troubles, you're going to become a millionaire. Don't you know if God wanted you to become a millionaire, he don't need a prophet to make you a millionaire? He don't need to send nobody to tell you uh, you're going to become a millionaire. 
God is God. He don't need nobody's permission to do anything. So they have to go through the pastor in order to get to the flock, and that's what happens. That's what happens. And the people, the sheep, became meat to all the beasts of the field, all the predators. They became a prey in their teeth. He said, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, they were hirelings. Glory be to God. Neither did my shepherds search. The shepherds did what? Fed themselves. My God. And fed not my flock. They're always taken from the flock. Always. Having all these programs. Having all these anniversaries. And these are the colors for our anniversary. And you got to have the colors on. And you got people in there on a fixed income. You got people in there that's all they're getting is a little Social Security check or a little bit of SSI. I remember two sisters told me one time, and both of them, they, they were, they were uh, biological sisters. And uh, they told me, they said, uh, they couldn't go to the uh, anniversary because they didn't have uh, the money to get the, get the outfits in the colors that the church had chose. We're talking about senior citizens. Both of them was getting SSI checks and Social Security, and, and, and they didn't have that kind of money. They didn't have it. So the church put a burden on them and said, these are the colors for the anniversary, and this is what everybody got to have instead of just having the, having the anniversary, having the dinner. As a matter of fact, sometimes the church needs to just uh, uh, bless the people and feed the people. So you, you don't have to pay. You, you, don't, you don't have to pay. Just come to the anniversary. We're celebrating what God has done. No, they had to pay the money to go to the anniversary dinner. Then they had to buy the outfit. They had to be in the colors. And, and those two old sisters, they said, we can't go because we don't have the money to get the outfit. We don't have the color. And I said, my God. And they had been in this church all these years. You see what kind of foolishness is going on? Everything is about money. Everything is about money in the church now. They're running the church like a business. The church is not a business. This is ministry. This is about souls. The good shepherd, he cares for the sheep. But the hireling, he just after what he can get. And God brought this indictment against these shepherds. He said, there was no shepherd. They did not feed my flock. He said, therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. 
He said, I am against the shepherd, and I will require my flock at your hand. Glory be to God in the highest, and I will cause them to cease from feeding my flock. Let me tell you something. The year of 2020, after 2021, after the pandemic broke out, the Lord spoke to me about the churches being closed. And this is what he said. He said, many of the churches are closed because I have closed them. He said, and they will never reopen. God's not going to let them do their, their mess all over again. He said, because they have false fire on the altar and they have idols. I wrote it down. I heard the voice of God say that. He said, many of the churches, I closed them. It wasn't a pandemic. He said, I shut them down. He said, and they will never reopen. He said, because they have idols and they have false fire on the altar. You see, when people come to the altar, they come because they need prayer. They need a deliverance. They need salvation. And when you have false fire on the altar, you remember Nadab and Abihu who offered up strange fire unto the Lord. And the Lord allowed the fire to come out of the censer and they burnt up. So what is strange fire? Strange fire it's a false anointing. It's false preaching. It's a false Jesus. And the people of God can't get delivered. They can't get healed. They can't get set free because it's false fire. That's what false fire is. And God said he shut down many of the churches because of the false fire and the idols. They've made idols out of pastors. They've made idols out of prophets. They've made idols out of certain evangelists. They've made idols out of teachers and preachers. They've made idols out of musicians. They've made idols in the church. Some people won't come to church if so-and-so ain't preaching. They've made idols. They've even made idols out of the church itself. They boast in their, their temple and, and the size and how many they hold. But it's not about how many your church can hold. It's how many in there are saved. How many in there are born again? How many of them are ready? to meet the Lord Jesus when he comes. It's not about how many seats your church has, how many you can hold. I met a brother one time, and um, he had introduced him to some pastors that I knew. He was from a foreign country. And I took him around to meet a couple of pastors that I knew. And every church that I took him to, the first thing he wanted to know was how many members they got. He was a musician. And he, 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 he wanted to know how many members they got 
because he wanted to know how much uh, uh, of his products, how many of his CDs he could sell, how much money. He was trying to calculate how much money he was going to make. You see, that's the name of the game now. That's what they're interested in. They're not interested in souls. They're not interested in who's going to get delivered, who's going to get saved, who's going to get set free. They're not interested in that. The only thing they're interested in now is money. And the Bible tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. And many have pierced themselves through with it. He said, I will require my flock at their hands and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. God said, I'm stripping. I'm stripping them. I'm going to sit them down. And if they don't sit down, I will lay them down. Glory be to God. He said, I will cause them to cease from feeding my flock, feeding people junk food, feeding them sugar. No sound doctrine, no meat. These are the hirelings I'm talking about. He said that my people may not be meat for them anymore. For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will even both search for my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd. That's a good shepherd. Seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among the sheep, his sheep that are scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all the places that they have been scattered. I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land and will feed them upon the mountains by the rivers and in all the inhabited places. And I will feed them in a good pasture, and upon the high mountain of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture, and shall feed upon the mountain. I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. COVID be to God in the highest. That's the word of the Lord. That's the word of the Lord. That's found in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 23. Now, the good shepherd is the exact opposite. The Bible tells us that he is meek and lowly. That's in Matthew 11 and 28. I want to read that. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the good shepherd. And then we find in Psalm 23, 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Glory be to God in the highest. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. This is the good shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will evil, for thou art with me. When the shepherd, the good shepherd, is with the sheep, and the sheep are beside the good shepherd, they have nothing to fear. They don't have to worry about the wolf. They don't have to worry about the devourer. They don't have to worry about the devil because the shepherd, the good shepherd, will protect them. He will fight for them, and if necessary, he will lay down his life for them. Glory be to God. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. This is the good shepherd. This is the good shepherd. Even when Jesus was being crucified, he was silent like a lamb before the slaughter. The good shepherd is humble, and he is meek. He does not boast. He does not boast about what he does and what he has. And he's not flashy. And he doesn't have the bling bling. He didn't get in the in crowd. He didn't try to run with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. As a matter of fact, he was the exact opposite of them. He did not try to get in with the chief priests. He did not he, he didn't even try to run with them. He didn't. Jesus, he was very meek and lowly. Born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. But he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd because I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, only Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He and only he alone can make this claim. I am the good shepherd. Glory be to God in the highest. I pray that you have been blessed tonight. I pray that this message has strengthened you and encouraged you. There's more. I could go on. I could go on. But I feel the anointing. I know to stop right here. If you want to read some more, you read about, you read over in Jeremiah chapter 23. Read the entire chapter. And it starts out with, woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. Say the Lord. 
Glory be to God in the highest. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for my sheep. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I decree and declare unto you tonight that he is who he said he is. He is the good shepherd. Hallelujah. A very, he is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. May God bless you tonight, those that are listening to the sound of my voice. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our web address is www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. You can write us at P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. Or if you'd like to contact us by email, you may do so at jet245 at msn.com. Or our phone number is 336. 830-0601. Now, if you call this number, don't call if you're not serious about deliverance. Glory be to God. Our new line, our new line is specifically, it is solely for ministers. So when you call this number, make sure that you want to be delivered. If you want to sow a seed, you can do so through PayPal by using JET245 at msn.com or Zelle. You can also Zelle us at this number. May God bless you tonight, and we just thank God for you and for the opportunity to minister. The word of the Lord tonight is the Good Shepherd. Pray that you have been blessed. God bless you. Good night.